Good morning, listeners, and welcome to the final riddle-focused episode of Riddles in the Dark, brought to you by the Mythgard Institute. I'm your co-host, Dave Kale, and we have a very exciting day today. We're going to do like a um, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me lightning round version <laughs> of all of the riddles. We're just basically going to take the, the last three months uh, and demonstrate that all of it has apparently been a waste because we can get through all this material in one episode in just a couple of hours. <laughs> Actually, that's probably wishful thinking. There's probably no hope we'll, we'll finish on time. Um, and it's already been an exciting morning. Um, we've uh, done our usual start late. Uh, Corey's power went out. Um, <laughs> so we were really doing reels in the dark for real. Um, and we reviewed some myth, guard stu- uh, myth mood stuff this morning. It sounds like that's going to be fun. But anyway, uh, we got a lot to get through, so let's get started. Um, uh, uh, let me introduce my co-hosts. As always, we have the Tolkien professor, Corey Olson. We have Trish Lambert. And I am very excited to tell Special you guests. that we also have Laura Burkholz. Yay. So the whole team is here this morning. Yay! Excellent. All right, we have our complete final roundup today. So again, just to repeat what we're doing and where we're going, um, now that we've covered who we are, uh, today is the final week, uh, the final episode in which the Riddle game will be live. So we have the uh, the Riddle submission form, um, which we're uh, which I'm, we're going to be piloting. It's in its final test uh, phase. It will be turned live uh, to take real submissions later on today when this episode is posted. Um, but uh, uh, so you, but you, so you will see me. Sub- I'm gonna walk through and su- actually submit my entries here during the episode. Um, and so remember how this is gonna work. You will have uh, for the next. Uh, what do we say, Trish? Two weeks? Is that what we said for the two weeks? Well, yeah. yeah and in fact, what I'd like to do is actually make it two weeks plus the weekend. So like okay. Sunday, the what was twenty first, right? Is right. that right? So two weeks from today is the nineteenth. So Sunday the twenty first. That gives people a weekend. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so on Sunday. Uh, Sunday the 21st so basically by Frodo and Bilbo's birthday it's too late um, there you go the, the, right. you know, the, the, the riddle game will be over on their birthdays and uh, but you have until then to uh, submit um, uh, your riddles if you want to participate in our official game um, and then for the rest of the year after we finish that then we're going to be doing analysis and discussion of the, the both the promotional materials that are released in new trailers and of course the Lego sets what we've been waiting for of all course. year uh, so um, and source of, of all true material <laughs> exactly really <laughs> the most high quality material that we uh, have to well, analyze and don't forget Des- Desolation's extended edition too. That'll be included in the fall. Yes, so. yes. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to the extra four hours of footage that are due to come out in that. Um, so, so, by the way, I yeah. want to say that there. I know for a fact that there are a number of listeners who are determined to round out their collection of certificates by beating you this year. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's going to be a challenge this year. I, I, I'm feeling it this year. I don't know. I, I, I think. I think I'm going to be no pushover this season, so, uh, <laughs> you know, do your best. That's what I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dave pauses and then gives a dignified Dave. snort. Uh, right, he was trying to hold it in. <laughs> I'm sure that'll all happen, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Sure. <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump into this. Listen. So you're going to time, right, with your very quick Absolutely. Sci-fi. I am the official timekeeper yeah. because that's obviously the best plan. 
Right. Give the person mm-hmm. with the most discipline the uh, <laughs> prerogative yeah, well, Laura to Laura should be the timekeeper, and Laura would be so so nice about it. Yes. Yeah, but I don't, have that, I don't have the cool sounds on my phone. I know. I know. So we'll have to count on Corey. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. All right. We're ready. Riddle 3.01. Scroll that screen up. All right. Who's okay? So riddle three one. Who will kill Azog in the Hobbit: The Battle of Five Armies? A. Dan. Book answer. Sort of. Uh, uh, that is because, of course, he's not killed in the Battle of Five Armies, but he is at least killed by Dan. Uh, Bayorn, which is also another book answer. Sort of a sort, sort of, of book answer. As Bjorn kills the leader of the Goblin Army at the Battle of Five Armies, which isn't Azog, but whatever. <clears throat> C, a member of the company, including Thorn and Bilbo. D, a member of the White Council. Um, uh, so if Azog travels far afield, or if Gandalf kills him at the Battle of Five Armies, or whatever. Um, or if Radagast ghost comes back and kills him, or, or whatever. E, the ghost a, of Radagast. <laughs> a combination of two or more of the above, and F, none of the above. So? All right. Um, What's it going to be? So- yeah, what's it going to be? C. Now, now the question is, does everybody remember what they said? Or, oh, no. Having gone I'm through these riddles in the twice, right I, uh, I, I, I've completely forgotten everything that I said before. And it doesn't matter, always. because we're allowed to change our answer. That's right. All right, well, <laughs> C. I, I said Bayarn. By the way, the answers are also listed up on all the uh, on the riddles on the dark page. If you go into each episode uh, on Mythgard side, you'll see what we answered as well. Yeah. Um, What'd you say you are, Laura? Are you C? I said uh, no. I'm I'm Bayarn. I'm going to stick with the sort of kind of a book answer with this one. Pseudo book answer. You know she's going to beat us all <laughs> majorly because she's sticking with book answer most of the time. I do I most of the time I stick with the book. Because what could be better than that? Right. I know, it's true. It's true. Okay, um, so you're going to see, what are you going, Dave? I'm sticking with my previous answer of uh, C. I think um, I think they need to culminate the, the, the Thorin Azog, you know, uh, Thorin House of uh, Durin um, storyline with, with right. something that, that the viewers will be satisfied. My not, name is Thorin Oakenshield, yeah. and you killed my father. Prepare yeah, not, to die. Not random character who's been on screen for less than five minutes throughout the entire trilogy comes out of nowhere and kills Azog. So that's what I'm going with. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly I, my rationale I for that as well. voting because against that's what we talk, I remember we talked about that as yeah. long ago as this was. I do remember that's what we talked about. And I'm also C. I agree. I think it needs to be Thor. I think Thor oh. needs to be involved in well, the Well, you guys, you guys are, so are wrong. wrong. Huh? I just have to well, see, that's right the now. thing. I mean, that's right. We, as we say, you should not vote what we vote. Because <laughs> we vote wrong, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not on, I'm not on the regular show, so I don't get that synergy of you know. <laughs> you're outside. I, you're I outside the circle, mind. which is good, Laura. No, that's good. I don't get talked into anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I, okay. All right. Timothy Fisher is accusing me of having put E originally. No, that's incorrect. Is incorrect? Oh wait, okay. no, that is correct. It is correct. 
Yes, you put E originally. Sorry. Did I? It was Trish and I that put C. Did I but have a good matter. reason for it? Uh, I think you said C. <laughs> I don't think That's so. That's the time. I think you decided that there were there are too many other potential things that we hadn't listed that if we sort of add up the probability of all of those other possibilities, <laughs> it ends up being higher than the... No, no, that doesn't sound like my reasoning at all. I think maybe you were thinking maybe Beorn and Thorin or something like that. Hmm... <laughs> Well, that seems anyway. an unusually improbable answer for me. I think I'm going to have to stick with C this time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gerald says more plausibly, I think it would be awesome was the reason. Yes, that that does sound like what my ra- my rationale would be. Always <laughs> uh, oh, good. Yeah, okay. Ryan said, Ryan said the that he thought it was going to be a combo of Thorne and Bilbo, and I think, we, I think we may have discussed that and said that C wouldn't include that. Although... I don't know. That's up to the final voting, but I would think C would include the two together. Okay. All right. I've I've convinced myself, or rather, Ryan has convinced m- me of what I used to think. So yeah. All right. I'll I'll shift back to E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> convinced you of what you used to think. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's all okay, good. Okay. Conundrum three point oh one. Will Bolg and Azog both be at the Battle of the Five Armies? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. I think yes. that's. Yeah, I think we inevitable much, at this point. We've definitely seen Bold there already, right? I mean, in the in the in the zippy trailer. Well, uh, he's at the mountain. He was on Ravenshill. Yeah, he was on Ravenshill, right? Bold was. <laughs> oh no! There's the timer. Okay, okay. we're done. On to riddle three point right. two. All right, Riddle 3.02. What stand will Legolas and Toriel take regarding the siege of Erebor? A. Neither openly defies Thranduil. Uh, it's the also sort of book answer. B. <laughs> it's like they will do nothing is uh, pretty much the book answer. B. Legolas supports his father. Toriel openly defies him. C. Toriel supports Thranduil. Legolas defies him. D. Both openly defy Thranduil. That's a toughie. Yeah, I said D on this one. I'm saying D also because you know the thing is we see Thranduil but he's by himself in Dale, which still is confusing to me. I'm assuming Tauriel and Legolas are already well oh. in in the. Oh, are we allowed to use information to answer the question? No. Yes. That's no, the no, point. no. 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 Information is completely illegal. That's uh, not true. Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> ignorance <laughs> is the only policy. <laughs> That's the reason you and I we're, that we're allowed to change our answers is because we knew, as in previous years, things change between the time we answer and the time we actually finish the riddle game. So, yes, yeah. you were allowed to answer. To use the, I don't care what Corey just said. <laughs> I'm going to go with D on this. I don't know what I originally answered, but I'm going to go with D. Yeah, I've got D as well. And See, I I'm originally going with, answered I'm D. I'm going with Laura. Laura's my girl there. Yeah. Corey, what are you going to do? Are you going to go with B? B. Okay. I think that Legolas is eventually going to come around, but I still think that there is going to be tension between Legolas and Toriel. I think that, like, basically, Toriel kind of talked him around, and he, he, Legolas has had an apparent, you know, kind of change of heart, and we, we see him in the refugee camp and stuff, and I think that that's going to, to impact him, but... He's going to support. I, I I think that basically he's going to be supporting the people of of the lake, um, but I think he's going to be agreeing with his dad as far as antagonism against the dwarves. 
in the siege. Interesting. You and I have switched our answers. We oh, swapped. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So I, will, I, I will stick with my previous answer of D. And I have to admit that I'm being swayed by, well, okay, information would be a pretty uh, heavy-handed way of describing <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, that about half a second frame that we got of Toriel and Legolas, like, in profile, oh, yeah, yeah. in the mountains, talking in, the, in that staring, first trailer. And yeah, yeah. that has, it just that, that, sort of mulling over that particular shot has... Uh, uh, sort of solidified my own thinking that that they're going to keep the the sort of the tension between them, um, and that I think it's only going to increase as he becomes suspicious of like her soft spot for this studly but diminutive person. So, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, Sharon asks, what do we say if Legolas waffles back and forth? This is a good question. And again, I don't think, um, you know, like I'm saying that Legolas supports his father, but again, the question is about regarding the siege of Erebor. That is, while they're at the gates and, you know, we're, we're, we're assuming there's going to be some measure, and the trailer certainly seems to support the fact that there's going to be some measure of standoff at the gates of the Lonely Mountain before the goblins attack. During that time, like that's, that's the crucial time. Um, and, what position is are Legolas and Toriel going to be taking towards Thranduil, um, you know, uh, during that time? And it's dur- during that time is is now I'm suspecting uh, he's going to be in line with his dad, but uh, but he's going to come around. Like by the time of the battle, he, I, I think he's going to come around. But but I I think he's still going to be uh, on dad's side. Yeah, on dad's side, even if All for right, bad before, reasons. Before that. D? You're still going D? Now, before yeah. that timer goes off, what about Conundrum 3.02? I, I will jump out right now and say, after multiple episodes of my my insisting that Legolas is going to spot the Belgal Durami, <laughs> I'm changing my vote to no. Okay. Okay. Alright. I'm, I'm staying with I'm staying with yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and... No, uh, Brianna has asked an important clarifying question. It's not open defiance unless they c- confront Thranduil with their grievances directly. Yeah, they have to be, like, acting against him. Well, um, we don't... I mean, the voters will decide eventually, but that's that's the intent. Yeah, 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 but just, yeah, yeah our, to define our intent of, of that, yeah. 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 Yep. So, conundrum? Conundrum, folks? Uh, I'm going no. You're going now? Okay, yep. you, that's consistent. Hmm. Dave? Dave, Dave, Dave? I have no Dave. idea what... I don't even know if I've answered most of these before. I'm going to go with yes. Uh. <laughs> Timer. Timer. I think, I, think, I think that's a nice variation on the Gandalf saying, you know, dread is upon you. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Okay, so you, you went yes. And you know... <laughs> this could come back to bite me because it's still conceivable that it could happen. Oh, so. I mean, just think of the horrible irony, gonna... Trish, if like I know. this thing that you <laughs> championed the one... and then turned away from at the last minute turns out to be correct. I mean, oh, yep. uh, and it turns you'll be, out to you'll be, be gnawing one. your tongue in frustration. I will. I will. And it'll be the one thing that causes <laughs> me to lose to you. Oh, oh boy. Oh, just imagine that be... what that would be like, Trish. <laughs> but it's okay. It's, go- it's fine. Vote no. That's what I say. I can, uh, I can imagine the groans in the theater. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh, and the subsequent mockery. But anyhow, we, we, we hit the timer. So, Riddle 3.03. So Where will the Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies, begin? 
Uh, a historic flashback in any location. Erebor in the present. Lake Town in the present. Dol Guldur in the present. E. None of the above. Including a prologue or frame narrative. Alright. Well, I said uh, Dol Guldur in the present. D. For that. Dang it, what is the difference between a historic flashback A and, and prologue of E? Um, prologue would be like the Galadriel Like fellowship. an exposition voiceover thing. Historical flashback is what is how film two started, with like flashing back to Thorin and Gandalf meeting in Bree. That's like a, you know, not a, not a moment of exposition. Um, you know, not like, let's begin the film... Uh, with a dark screen and Galadriel quoting Treebeard, like that's um, that would be that would be E. Um, but let's go back to Bree several years ago and like Gandalf and Thorin meeting. That's that's A. Oh, sorry, this was all written down in the Google Doc. <laughs> Apparently, I asked this question last week. <laughs> You're consistent. It's it's so excellent well, when we're all clarification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe so I said before Lord and Lord, still D? believe D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think I think I I think we're going to start with Dol Guldur. I don't think you know. I I do not anticipate we're going to you know do the whole Dol Guldur thing there, but I I do I do think that's where we're going to start. Laura, what's your reasoning for D? Uh. Oh gosh, what was my reasoning? Um, <laughs> I, well, I think that the dull Goldor thing can't come; it has to come early on because uh, we don't want it to really conflict with the Battle of Five Armies, and mm-hmm. you know they've only got three hours or whatever for the movie. So, um, I, I felt like I, I felt like they're not going to go right to Smaug because mm-hmm. um, that's going to take up a good part of the first part of the movie. Um, I thought that they would do something fairly short um, in Dol Guldur, too. That's that's my reasoning. Okay, so I'm going with C because I'm trusting Peter Jackson. Again, could be a problem, but he has said that he's going to go straight into action. He's going to just it's, there's not going to be like any any time change between the end of film two and film three so i think but i'm thinking it's going to be lake town rather than erebor i mean that's the toughie is it going to be erebor like i think it's gonna be lake town i think we are going to see the dragon first off firing lake town beginning with an action sequence is certainly an attractive uh an attractive idea but uh no i think we've been away from gandalf too long i think we start with gandalf i'm not again i'm not saying i think we're going to start with goadriel coming in to rescue Gandalf. No, right. I think right. but I but I do think the opening sequence is going to be like Gandalf in prison. Well, and based what Jackson has said, I think D is still really a viable thing. I mean, all he said is yeah. he's going to he, there's not going to be any time, you know, shift. In other words, it's going to be like a continuation, but that doesn't mean it's going to be like down. It could very well be doggled there because That's he's right. tricksy that way, that New Zealand hobbit. Huh. Yeah, I mean, there's action in Dal Golder in the present time, yes, too. exactly. I originally put E. Um, I think I did that. I think that was an exercise in wishful thinking because somebody wrote down under our options for including frame narrative, someone put, meanwhile, in the offices of Grub, Grub, and Burrow. Yes, this is the one where you wanted the, 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 the one to start with, like, 
the auction, the auction. ready be, to yeah. be fired up. Yeah. Is everybody going? Where is Bilbo? Let's do let's auction off his all his stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm going with um, shoot. I, I really I, I I was gonna say A, but there's a sense in which we've sort of gone through all these, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, the first movie started with frame narrative and prologue, voiceover, and historical flashback, and then. The second one started with historic flashback, but I, yeah, I think I think some kind of historic flashback. I'm going. I'm changing my answer today. Okay. Uh, what if it's a <laughs> some wishful thinking? And what if it's a historical flash forward to the Battle of Dale? <laughs> <laughs> Love it, because that wouldn't be confusing at all to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if we can have Dan, whom we've never yet met. Dying as an old man at the very beginning of the film, that would be awesome. That would be great. Over the body of... Of, of the grandson of... of <laughs> yeah, Ban's son. Uh, no, it's great. Oh, oh, quick, hurry, conundrum. Will we see a direct connection between Smaug and Sauron in movie three? Yes. Let's see, three. Quick, yes or no? Yeah. Quick! I said yes. That's not an easy one, uh, is no. it? No. No? I'm saying no. Okay. Excellent. Okay, on to, on to 3.04. Okay, 3.04. How will Bard escape from prison? He escapes on his own. The dwarves get him out, perhaps with help from Toriel. Bard's son gets him out. A combination of B and C, that is the dwarves get him out, and Bard's son gets him out, and E, none of the above. pretty sure i went c last time i was all i would you we talked at length about this and i really like the idea of bard's son getting him out oh oh no i think i went with d i think i went with a combination of b and c that the son and the dwarves i'm d i'm d as well yeah yeah i love the legacy story i love the descendant descendants of Gurion redeeming themselves and uh also ban's disappearance was like too complete or too quick uh, he's obviously going to come I mean, he has to come back because he's got the black arrow so you know they have to have mm-hmm. him back but yep yep uh, see I'm saying see hmm. yeah. Dave I don't remember why I so Corey changed his answer again yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why on earth I picked B instead of D because it seems very unlikely it would just be the dwarves uh, unless Bard's son is doing something else. Busy some, doing something else. That might have been what with the thinking. Black Arrow. But the Black Arrow seems useless without Bard, so it seems like he would be involved. Oh, man, I really shouldn't be changing my answers. This is like test-taking 101, right? <laughs> Don't go back through and change all your answers, especially since I gave it a lot. I'm sure I gave it a lot more thought back then than I have time to give it thought right now. Uh, but, but you're so much wiser hand, now than you than you were then. Definitely not. On yeah. the other hand, all the listeners thought D. Maybe that's the oh, that's what I should be doing. I should be just going through and changing my answer to what the majority voted. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. I'm changing to D. I think it'll be the dwarves and Bard's and the sun. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm skeptical. I have to say, I'm skeptical. Um, but, um, yeah. No, I mean, of these, like, there's a clear answer as to which which is the most awesome answer. And that answer is clearly C. So, I'm sticking with it. 
Uh, I, th- I think that's pretty plain. Um, uh, Laura, did you vote on this one? Oh yes, I said I said D as well. D, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's a shoe in. We're definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Will Toriel be involved in breaking Bard out of prison? Is well, the really the the question though is: Is Toriel a descendant of Girion? No, <laughs> she is not. Therefore, that's right. To be consistent, you no. have to say no. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was. Yeah. I, said no. I said no as well. I think she's on her way to meet Legolas up in the mountains, so I said no. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, what happens if you put like C, Bard's son will get him out, the descendants of Girion will redeem themselves, and then you say, yeah, yeah, Toriel will be involved. Well, it's hedging your bets, definitely. Yeah, but the riddles cost count two points and the conundrum only count one, so... Yeah. I think you should yeah. hedge your bets, Corey. No way, man. <laughs> I'm confident in the, in the line of Girion. <laughs> That's right. I've got my narrative and I'm sticking with it. All right, all right, all right. Um... Uh, besides which, uh, I, I, I still think that Toriel is primarily going to be playing the role of, like, you know, both she's going to be trying to shoot down the dragon and that likely not working, um, but she's also going to be, like, scurrying around and, like, rescuing people. I, 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 I see her being primarily, like... Well, that's true. The Angel of Mercy right. in Lake Town. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. Because what don't we see is, isn't she in that picture with Legolas on the outskirts after the burning... It, it, it wasn't that in the trailer? Yeah, I think so. Where they're standing out by yeah. the lake, and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. So no, I think she's she she's going to be mostly like, yeah, she's going to be dashing around like I am the pointy-eared angel of mercy during the destruction of Lake Town, and uh, you know, yep, yep, that's what's going to happen. Cool. All right. Okay. Hey, we're All right, we set on this that one. timer. We did good. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't set off the. Excellent. Yeah, we know we still have 20 seconds left. Okay, riddle 3.05. What will the master be doing during Smaug's attack? A, escaping Lake Town. B, and for this one, is this the first one for which we've actually had, like, a legitimate book answer? I think so. I think it is, yes. Yes, actually an incident positively described in the book. Uh, a, escaping no, Lake Town. No, I took to the fifth riddle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> B, cowering somewhere in town. C, shouting orders while obviously staying clear of danger. That is, uh, the master uh, is fronting uh, while not actually putting himself in peril. And D, moving around in the middle of the action. Uh, e, the none of the above. So yeah. D is the one where like D suggests he's actually acting with courage. Is that the is that yeah the, yeah that's the inference yeah yeah for the sake of completeness he or, as opposed yeah. to cowering somewhere in town yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah you know there's one there's one answer I guess it would be E um, I answered A but I thought the other answer that might be likely in Jackson's universe is that he gets killed. Right. That and would I, be a I prominent none of the above answer. It yes. would. That in fact, would in my mind, it was like it could be he's attempting to escape Lake Town, but he ends up getting killed with a, like a building crashing down on him or something. Right. Yes. I, I suppose it, we didn't include the answer, like uh, starting the initial stages of decomposition, but um, <laughs> we could have done that, I suppose. But yeah, we'll just lump that into E. <laughs> Because I mean, on the death list, I, I actually plan to be putting the master on the death list. So that's why yeah. I got to thinking about that this could be. A... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put Alfred on the death list because he's he's got to go. He definitely has to go. <laughs> Sooner or later, you know, 
sooner or later he's got to go. I'm surprised we didn't include a specific a, a specific answer that is Alfred kills him. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. you know, it's E. Oh, that's e. right. Yeah. That's an E. I don't know. I don't know why I think that. It just seems like that'd be kind of funny. Well, the way in which Alfred was very sort of actively manipulating the master, um, yeah. you know, shows that he's he's obviously not just a dutiful lackey. Um, so, you know, he's got his own game. How killing the master in this moment serves his interests is not obvious to me, but. I don't know. By the way, I do want to tell the other three hosts, you know, we do, the other three hosts, that's me. Um, we do want to submit these answers if you, if you can, because I'm going to, I want to publish our answers with this episode if possible. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I anyway. Our, I recall our reasoning on this. We all, like, uh, Corey, Trish, and Dave all put B when we initially did this episode. Yeah. And I recall the reasoning is we just felt like, we felt like that was too interesting of a character to, to not have him be remain involved. Like by having him remained, like if he leaves town, we're taking him out of the story. Right. So we wanted to keep him in the story, but you sort of still captured that cowardly nature of him by having him just cowering. Yeah. And, and it seems like he would be interesting to keep around, to be involved in the, in the siege, even though he's not really involved in the siege in the book. He, he is a name, right? Like, Roak tells Thorin, oh, you should, don't listen to the master, talk to Bart. Right. So. Right. Right. Exactly. And um, also, having him cower during Smog's, Smog's attack doesn't mean he doesn't die later on. So he could do both. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. And, and as I recall, my argument, um, uh, if I remember correctly, this is where I was making an elaborate argument based on a Jane Austen film to explain why A was an insufficient answer uh, and it had to be B. And that made an enormous amount of sense at the time, as I recall. You're such a show-off, Corey. <laughs> I just... I said to Retrospect. Show-off what, exactly? Like, my, well, my, my arbitrary connections between... You can cross literary streams, you know, oh, bring well, Jane yes. Austen into Middle-earth. I think that's Sure, okay, I guess, you know. I mean, to, to appeal to a different demographic. Right, yes. Oh, I don't know. My second favorite author is Jane Austen. Yeah, mine too. There's a lot of Jane Austen. In fact, I'm waiting for Pride and Prejudice online. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna play that. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. Oh, yeah, you know, like an MMO based on a an, a book of manners is really. <laughs> How would you level up exactly? That's what you I want to know. Mr. Darcy, you get a thousand XP points. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, you'd have like, yeah, yeah exactly, you'd aren't have they, like, yeah. instance, the Netherfield Ball. But anyway, uh, let's... <laughs> didn't I just read this? Aren't there is a like Jane a, Austen game, yes. Oh, like an online, I think it's going to be like a sort of an online card game type thing, not oh like an MMO, gosh. but but yeah. A card game? What, what like magic or something? <laughs> like, yeah. Pride yeah, and Prejudice, The Gathering. Card. Yeah. The Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, God, we're going to have to set the five-minute timer just because we're not talking about the riddle. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 30 seconds. Okay, um, uh, B, B. Yeah, B. Cowering. Mm-hmm. Right, Cowering. We're going to go with B also. Okay. Will the Lake Town Dwarves arrive at the Lonely Mountain before... Yes. Oh, sorry, did, did everybody vote? Everybody vote? Uh, I put A. Okay, A. A, right. Big, big okay. mistake. Big mistake, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. 
Go All ahead. right, Lake Town Dwarves. Lake Town Dwarves. Well, Lake Town Dwarves arrive at the Lonely Mountain before the siege by men and elves. Yes. 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 This yes. Is, appears to have been confirmed by the trailer, but you know, it's hard to tell the timing on the on things. Ooh yeah. Uh-oh. Ah, perfect. Oh yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. We, yeah. We, yeah. You you could fiddle lied. around on this one and be like, well, maybe it didn't show it in the trailer. Come on. Well, no, it does. I think it clearly shows in the trailer. But the question is, like, and the timing is not obvious. You know, yeah, the, right. that could be misleading. But except that we see, we do see the, them in armor marching out later. So, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, okay. I think I want that. I think that one has been made pretty clear. Okay, Riddle three point oh six. How will Thorin summon Dan and the dwarves of the Iron Hills? A, a raven or other kind of bird. B, a subset of the dwarves will go fetch Dan. C, Dan and his people will come without summons. D, the Arkenstone will mystically signal loyal dwarves to join their king. E, none of the above. It's so funny, I'm reliving creating these riddles as we go through them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is is not an easy one. You know, we've got that, uh, the cart thing, you know, with the dwarves on it. And some, yeah, some of the true. listeners have, have theorized that could be them trying to go out. But we do have Bilbo up on Raven's Hill, uh, uh, presumably with Keeley as well, right? Yep, yep. Um, and one would think that perhaps they're up there to summon with a bird. Possibly. Possibly. Um, You've got to answer A on this. Well, story. yeah, I mean, I this one is. I, I mean, yeah, it was. Question, right? I was kind of chuckling when you said that this is a hard yes. one because it's not. But um, <laughs> for the rest of the world, <laughs> obviously, I mean, this is this is Roach's moment in the spotlight. So <clears throat> there we are. Yeah, I have to say, I, if I, I weren't saying D. A, I would say D, though. D, the Arkansas. I totally the would. Stone, Absolutely, Stone. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I still. He might not have the Arkenstone. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what he wants it for, you know, to right. send up the dwarf signal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but Timothy, no, if he, if the, uh, if, uh, if the Arkenstone projects an enormous raven-shaped image in the sky, <laughs> that doesn't count as A. That's still D. No ambiguity is created by such a thing. Just to make sure that we're perfectly clear. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. I'm, I think it will be. I mean, since we see him up on Raven's Hill, and like Kim points out, we do see Balin with the raven, you know, a scene even that was cut from Desolation of Smaug. So I do think there's going to be a raven, live raven motif, not just the stuff on Thorne's armor. So I'm, I'm going for A now. Yep. Although, I, although with the conundrum, I'm going to say no. I don't think they're going to name the raven. I don't think they're going to specifically say it's Rook. Sorry, Corey. Sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you, you said yes to that one. I may have, but I'm not now. I'm saying no to it now. Oh, yeah, just because I said no. Oh, did you say no? See? Yeah, I said I'm no. I'm handling Laura. Okay, good. I said no. I, and I don't think there's going to be a raven. I'm sorry. I <laughs> oh, man, you're killing <laughs> so me. So which one do you well, think it is, then? Which, how do you there think might be, There might be a raven flying by, but I don't what think it's going to be. The, they'll do the book principle. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, all Out the window, Laura. All except for the talking animals. I don't think he's gonna. Ah, but but I I I think they'll just be. I think he'll just be. We should send for Dine. All right, grab the messenger raven, and someone will just walk on with a bird. They'll tie a message to it and send (laughs) it off, just like game a la Game of Thrones. Uh, Okay. Very easy to do this without a talking animal. Do you think that? Do you think that Game of Thrones makes it more or less likely that they would use that motif? 
I, I, uh, I can't decide. I could see it going either way. Because on the one hand, it would seem less outlandish because people are accustomed to seeing it. But on the other hand, it might seem like a ripoff, even though, of course, it's the other way around. Well, we have the messenger moth. We don't have the messenger birds. Yeah. Messenger moths. I don't know if it makes it more or less. I don't know if it actually even affects the likelihood of it. I just feel like it demonstrates that it could easily be done without the absurdity of a... um, uh, of a talking animal. So I'm, I am on pins and needles here. I want to know what Laura's answer is to this one. To which one? To the to uh, this. Oh, the conundrum. No, no, to the oh, riddle. Did uh, you already say? Oh yes, it's um, it's B. The dwarves okay, are going to so go. The They're going to send okay. some dwarves out to fetch them. In in a in a in a cart pulled by goats, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, Dave. Did you say? No, did Dave say? Did Dave say A? Uh, yeah, I'm going with A. I think it will be a messenger bird. Okay. But How I don't think it will 06. be Roak by name. By name, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as 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 I think the other thing that's 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 kind of likely is C too. They might just come because they might just see, you know, the fire on the mountain. Dust on the horizon. Um. Exactly. So they might just come anyway, see what's going on. Dine might send out scouts, and then the scouts come back, and he goes, "Battle pig, ho!" Exactly. Yeah. He might send out raven scouts, but anyway, okay, <laughs> that's good. I think we've established this one. Oh, and the time ah. is up. So three oh seven. Look at I this efficiency. How much, how much we can get in in five minutes. How will Thranduil relate to the men of Lake Town with regard to the siege? A. As a wise and benevolent and passive supporter. Book answer. B. As an active ally on equal terms. C. As the dominant force of the combined party. D. The two armies arrive at Erebor independently. I guess we should have put E. He will randomly wander around into danger by himself. (laughs) I guess we should have added that in retrospect. Uh, yeah, there should probably ought to be a none of the above on this. We didn't put one on, actually. Yeah, yeah. Can you add a none of the above? Is that possible? I can. Do, I'll do that when we... Okay, I, yeah. Just all listeners understand, we will have a none of the above on this one. Yeah, so, so yeah, you can pencil in an E, not literally, because... I actually think it's going to be B, whether he's grudgingly an active ally. You know, he may not be like, he may not be like a enthusiastic active ally, but I think it's going to be B. I don't think he's going to be able to pull a I'm better than you thing with Bard. Especially having seen how the, the elf army, you know, parts the way for Bard in the trailer. <clears throat> okay, what if <laughs> Legolas is there with them in the refugee camp. So Legolas gets all like, Bard is a dude and I'm supporting him. Um, besides, he looks like, like the other character that I play in another movie. So I feel an <laughs> intrinsic empathy for this guy. So I'm going to be supportive of Bard and the people. So he's all like, I'm on equal terms. I'm buddies with Bard. And then his dad comes in and, and, and is going to do his elitist snobby thing, which is what leads him to be like, well, fi- fine, I'm just going to go wander myself in the ruins until goblins attack me personally. And then that will somehow... <laughs> I think it would have to be an E because that's definitely not C because he wouldn't be the accepted dominant force. Yeah, no. So that would be Um, the E answer for sure. I'm, I'm, I don't remember at all what I said, but I'm going with, I'm going with C. Well, yeah, I'm going with C as well. Well, I'm going to go with C. 
I'm trying to remember, what did we say was... Hang on, I'm changing I my recall, mind already. But sorry, go ahead. I recall my, <laughs> I recall my theory here is that, that he would he would maintain a pretense that Bard was in charge, but would be manipulating Bard, or sort of, you know, like... Yeah, uh, I, I can't see... Strings. Would that I can't be, see Thrandall taking a backseat to Bard. Would that be A or C? Well, he's already... I mean, or he's e. kind of already... He's already demonstrated himself in the film to be kind of a, a sort of a, a shrewd and um, manipulative guy, you know, because he initially when the dwarves come in, he's like, welcome Thorn Oakenshield. Right. I'd love to right. help you. It's good to have you. Yeah, right. let's see. Oh, and then when he's Thorin, so obviously not. Yeah. And then when Thorin's uncooperative, he's like, oh, that's too bad. Into the prison with you. Oh, crap. Um, but see, so now, I, I can see B still, I can see B still being active, even though he still thinks he's better than the men, because they are united against, a, you know, they're united in a mission, initially to go, like, route out, uh, well, you know, Thor. I just wonder, uh, what happens if, what happens if what's going on is Bard's like, you know, well, man, I don't know what to do about this Thor, and, 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 um, and Thranduil's like, Oh, I think you should go confront him. Here, take my army. You know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go pick a fight with him. I'll, I'll be back here. You go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Your your I'll be standing over in these ruins where it is presumably safe. Yes. Yeah. I just kind of wonder. I wonder if. Um, I wonder if. I wonder if he will sort of manipulate Bard into a confrontation, whereas Bard. Well, was, except that it's isn't it Thranduil we see yelling at. Air at uh, Thorin, we're here. What is it he said? Something about your your package has arrived. I it's he says something about it. <laughs> it seems to be You need to sign for this. It seems to imply that Thorin may not know this, but we now have the Arkenstone kind of thing. You remember he says payment to do, or so, I forget what he says in the trailer, but it's something like that. <laughs> you need to sign for this. <laughs> okay, um, I'm, I'm going with D, actually. I'm, gonna, I'm having a laughing, but I have to turn myself on. <laughs> I'm going with D, uh, because um, I, th- I, I, was, I think I'd, um, uh, Tim tells me I said this already before, which is cool. Um, but yes. I, I, I'm, now, I'm now more convinced than ever of it, especially. Um, and and I, by the way, I am officially suspecting that uh, that scene in the trailer where the elves, you know, you know, turned and seemed to salute Bard. I think they're saluting Thranduil. I don't think they're saluting Bard. I, th- I think yeah, Thranduil is on the other end. Thranduil is on the other end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think exactly. That, so, um, uh, I think this is actually like, yeah. He yeah. may think that they're doing it for him, but they're actually not. <laughs> right. Exactly. He just exactly. Has to be there. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, so yeah. So I'm going D. Um, and uh, let's see what. Oops. Uh oh. Uh oh. Quick. Uh, Thranduil's move towards Airborne reflect a clear change into the isolationist policy. Yes. It's it's probably just as well because this one is open to a lot of conversation. Frankly. I I say no. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. When you say move toward Erebor, I mean I think by the end of the movie he'll have a change, but I don't think him going to Erebor is going to prompts him. Yeah, the, change. the intent yeah. is what in what in, what stimulates him to go to Erebor. I think it's I think it's the gold. Yeah, I'm going to say no yeah. on this too. I think. Um. All right. 
I, I never. I, I actually didn't uh, pick an answer for the riddle. No, I don't think uh, you were here. You were not in that episode. I don't think. Oh, you never did. No, I was. I just. Uh, I. I mean, for finalizing it here. Um, oh, okay. I. I wanted. So, uh, suppose. Suppose what we see on screen is um, that it looks like Bard's in charge, and that to the as to all appearances, it looks like he's in charge. But the viewers can tell that Thranduil is pulling the strings. What, which which category would you guys say? That would be C or E. Is that an E? I, yeah, I would say either C or E. Um, I'd say that's the dominant force of the combined army. To me, as the dominant force of the combined army, I mean, are we talking about it being obvious and everybody's acknowledging yes. that he's a dominant force? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Like he's so in it's command. Overt in C. So I think that what you're talking about, Dave, would be an E because it, it would be more uh, subversive, kind of. Yes. Yeah. I would agree that if he is acting subversively, it's it would be E. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going with E then. All right, and I'll, I'm going to fix this, but it's not going to be up. You're going to have to refresh your screen, Dave, which means you have to put everything in again. But that's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm keeping a spreadsheet with all my answers. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, and uh, if I'm going to have to enter these again, somebody's going to have to tell no. me because I'm going to forget you won't again. Need to. No, no, you won't need to. You just submit at the end. You're fine. You're fine because okay. you didn't pick E on that one, so we're good. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, because like I said, goodness knows, five minutes from now, I will have already forgotten um, <laughs> what I've said on this. Conundrum for me is no. Conundrum is no. Yeah, I don't think he's changing. Yeah, that's good. Solution. That's good. More separation between me and the pack. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm all for it. Okay. Riddle 3.08. What does Bilbo do with the Arkenstone? A. Gives it to the elves and or men. Book answer. Another book answer. Hooray. That's our second one in eight riddles. Gives it to Thorin or another dwarf. C. Keeps it. D. He never had it. E. None of the above. What was none of the above again? Like, I... Was this one of those Did that we, we just put up? none of the above because we Dave, wanted... are you looking at the notes? Uh, yeah, because we wanted to... You I'm know. pulling it up right now. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he gives it to Gandalf, Sharon suggests. Yes, yes, Gandalf. that would be an E. Yeah, yeah. He accidentally As... kicks it off. A oh, right, of a Gerald is right. Yes, someone forcibly takes it from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was my favorite right. E answer. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. which upon rereading the book uh, uh, over the weekend... Um, it seems absurd that the that the um, that the elven sentinels who capture Bilbo don't find the Arkenstone. Yeah, like, God, they gotta have the worst guards ever. They're like, oh look, here's a spy from the other camp. Let's just carry him. Let's capture him and carry him into our camp to meet with our bosses without checking without him. Frisking him. Yeah, they don't even pat him down. You know, yeah, the Hobbit could be packing for all they know. Okay, my say. Hmm. Hmm. Gosh, I have no idea what to say for this one. Laura, what a. are you saying? A. Well, I say, well, yeah, I say A. And in fact, um, for the next one, two, three, four, five riddles, I say A. So. <laughs> I'm his book answer. Indeed, indeed. Previously, uh, in, in, indeed, the, according to the Google Doc, we all put A. Did we? Oh, did we? Yes. Oh. Okay. 
Um, so, so I, so Corey, the obvious thing to do here is change your answer. <laughs> For no reason. We can't all have A. <laughs> Why am I always the stooge who has to change his answer? Um, oh no, I wasn't telling you you had to. I was telling you that that seems like the sort of thing you would do. At that's the that's, that's right. right. That's, this is my opportunity. Yes, exactly. Well, no, I still think that's going to happen. Um, I de- yeah, I definitely don't see B. Um, I I certainly disbelieve D. I think he obviously has it. Um, I don't. Yeah, that'd be tough to change. That's one of the pivotal points of the book, really, that Bilbo does that. I mean, not that you can't change it, I suppose, but... Yeah, the only thing I could see is... I think the, the only non-A answer that tempts me is the somebody forcibly taking it from him. Right. Um, right. Uh, that's... Um, but, you know, I just don't see that within Bilbo's character. I mean, I think it makes sense that Bilbo would be, you know, that Jackson would portray Bilbo actually voluntarily giving it, much like in the book. I always just think it's consistent with how Bilbo is portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, he's, he com, comes into his own as the burglar. Right, right. Right. Now, I mean, as I recall, one of my, my rationale in the episode thinking it through, or my biggest concern was him giving it to those who appear to be the enemy is a much bigger deal in the film world than it was in the book. Because in the book it was just essentially a trinket that Thorin really, really, really wanted. And therefore could be given over as a bargaining chip, and which would still be certainly in Thorin's eyes a betrayal, but doesn't actually undermine or jeopardize his friends in any way. It's merely a rebuke to Thorin's own greed. Now that the Arkenstone is actually mission critical to their entire quest in Purposed, um, his giving that over to the enemy is an ha- would have to be an act of betrayal even in his own eyes, and not only in Thorin's. So him handing it over... The A answer, I think, has a very different and very highly increased weight in the film than it would than it had in the book yeah. for that reason. Yeah. For that reason, I could talk myself into B, um, imagining him actually giving it over to them, or even some awesome E combination of like where he gives it to them, sees they're going to act badly, then steals it back and hands it over to the enemy. Um, ah, no. Uh, but I guess I'll stick I, with A. But I, I do think it's. I, do think I rewatched the confrontation between Thorne and Bilbo last night when Bilbo comes back from the horde room, you know? Yeah. And I, I, that just even more convinced me that I think he decides to give it to the elves and men because Thorne's acting pretty crazy in yeah. that scene. Yeah. Maybe he believes that the Arkenstone makes you crazy, so he deliberately goes and delivers it to Thranduil, well, yeah, hoping to undermine him. Yeah, tells him that, right? I mean, Snog yeah. goes to great lengths to, you know, yeah. convince Bilbo of that. Oh, well, and the conundrums, obviously, yes, so we're fine there. <laughs> <clears throat> Anybody else want to talk about yeah, the conundrum? So I'm sticking with A. Uh, a, with a is no, no, it's not going to have supernatural powers. Totally. No. Yep. I mean, what? What would it like? Glow or something? Or is it going to start talking? Or gonna is it going to? People's eyes turn into spirals. You know, like it's going to. 
I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, I think. No, I mean it's just. I, 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 at first, I thought that it was just. Uh, you know, I, I thought that the thing was a symbol. I was puzzled by the reference to like granting the divine right and whatever. Um, but from the second film on, I am more and more convinced that it is actually. Yeah. Yep. We should, Laura. We should make Mythmoot T-shirts. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave, you're being very quiet. Uh, a and no. Okay. And no. I, 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 I think uh, I, I agree with you, Corey. That uh, Bilbo betraying them and handing over the Arkansone is much bigger, and there and there's some fun possibilities to consider it gets stolen from and stuff. But I, I, I think it's I think it's too big of a story beat. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. I think it works yeah. really well with the story they're telling on screen too. For, yeah. for the for the Thorin Bilbo yeah. uh, confrontation. I, yeah. I think I think um, I think that the way thing they've set things up in the film, that's going to have even more emotional. The, the rift between them is going to have even more emotional weight, uh, and then their resolution at the end than it does in the book. Uh, and so I think they can't. I think I think it would be a shame to change this, and I don't think they will. So a and then no, I'm I'm. Dead set against magical Arkham Stone. For God's sake, please don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, okay. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Point okay. Yep. What becomes of Radagast in movie three? Oh, three point oh nine. Excuse me. Yeah. A. He lives and disappears from the story. B. He is killed at Dol Guldur. C. He is killed at the Battle of Five Armies. D. He is killed by Saruman. E. None of the above. <laughs> I was about to say E. He's killed by somebody else. Uh, but no, that's, that's not the answer. Like, does this riddle give you the impression that we have it in for Radagast? Uh, I, I promise... You guys do. There's no, Radagast. There isn't real, like... It's not, it, it's not that there's catharsis involved in this riddle or anything, because there's totally not. Um, I just want to make that but clear. Do, but do his bunnies live? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's, there you go. It's certainly not. the bunnies? Certainly not. Oh, Kate Neville is predicting a horrible and unexpected plot twist wherein he is stabbed in the back by Sebastian the Hedgehog. Oh, oh. at two Sebastian. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Phew. That would be just like the most oh, scarring thing that could that happen. That would be awful. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Well, I think we're being swayed by the fact that Gandalf ends up with Radagast's staff. So... I don't know how important that is to, you know, to point to that Radagast dies, but for me, that's kind of a, you know, makes it more likely in my mind. Yep. And by the way, I'm going to say B. I think he's going to be killed at Dogledor. I think he's going to be killed during that battle, or as a result of the battle. I think which answer is awesome here is perfectly plain. He is killed by Saruman is plainly uh, the answer. I know. It's true. Plainly the answer. The double crossing, the way to, because this, 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 you know, accomplishes both the tragic death of Saruman, or of of Radagast, sorry, as well as the reveal uh, to the the viewers that Saruman is actually evil, but, you know, he can still, he, Saruman, can still bamboozle Gandalf into believing that... um, you know, like that he like came too late to save him or something like that. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, you guys. Well, I said A. 
That's right, because you said A for like the next four, right? I did. I did. I just, I just don't think that. Uh, I, I think if anything, Radagast may cross the sea or something like that. So, I just don't. I Which just could don't be think an E. Be killed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. lives and disappears from the story is like there's no explanation. E would be. I know. We well, you know, I was really, I was really mad when they killed Saruman the way they did in the two yeah. hours. So, you know, and Radagast, yes, he doesn't show up in the movies, but he is definitely in the book, The Lord of the Rings. I would so. really like to see him leave on the boat for the West. I think that would be awesome in the movie, but I just don't see there being time to take time out of the story to show that him doing that. Yeah. So. I really want to see Saruman kill him. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Sharon Hoff has a, uh, a, a a minuscule and quibbling question, I would say. Um, why would Saruman kill him, she asks. As if he needs a reason. Uh, but we have actually diabolical. talked about that, and exactly what Sharon said, that Radagast witnesses some action on Saruman's part that shows that Saruman is betraying the White Council, so Saruman has to kill him. That's Plus he our... doesn't like his teeth. Right. That's right. That was clearly established in the first like film. Like right? He yeah. had very nasty but, things to say about being a mushroom eater. But how himself. how would he hide that from Gandalf if Saruman kills Radagast? How oh, he's, would Gandalf he, not G- get wind of it? Gandalf finds him over Radagast's body, and Saruman is there, like pillowing poor Radagast's Gandalf. dead head on his lap. And yes, I right. came too late, my friend. Well, One of our order is slain. Come, let us grieve together. Saruman yes. could totally do it. And Saruman can do it with the Morgul blade. Then so Gandalf like isn't much of a wizard if he can't figure that one. <laughs> you know, but Saruman is really convincing. You know, I know it's, it's, the I voice, know. the voice. I know. I suppose Gandalf the Gray maybe couldn't figure it out. Gandalf the White would definitely know. So, but uh, no, I'm sticking with my answer. Both Sharon and Brian Biggs are suggesting at the same time that he uses the Saruman uses the Morgul blade. To kill yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, which would be a great setup because then you know obviously it wasn't Saruman that killed him; it was somebody from Sar- right. Sauron's. Exactly. Side. See, he has a weapon of the enemy. Of course, like they might, yeah. which could explain how the Morgul blade ends up there. Because remember, we said how are they going to get the Morgul blade back? You know, back to Sauron. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, no. Buddha just woke up. Was that Roak? Yeah. She yes. Is. Exactly. <laughs> that was that was Buddha acting like. Oh no. We do have talking animals on our show, however, even if we don't have <laughs> yes. talking animals in the movie. Um, will Elrond right show up? In Trisha's house. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, he will. I will Elrond show up? No. <laughs> yes, I believe that the small population, you know, the... Uh, the the executive White Council that had its meeting um, at, uh, at Rivendell will all show up. I don't think that Elrond is going to be the only lame person who doesn't show up for the party. Only lame duck. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's going to be there. I don't. I, I don't have good reason. Don't we? Don't, don't we have evidence? Don't we have? I know we're eschewing evidence. But <laughs> haven't we seen like like uh, photos of him in front of a green screen and, and partial set that is. Older. Wait, don't we have even like confirmation? Like, of, of, like, is it in the Lego set? No, no. It's exactly. Like <laughs> that like that is the Hugo. crucial question. It's like a photo of Hugo weaving, where where somebody oh, yeah. where it's being described by an official person as here's Hugo weaving yeah. at Dol Guldur. Yeah, we do. Oh, um, yeah. Well, hey, we had Azog on the balcony. 
and, yeah. and he more, <laughs> that's so. right <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be edited <laughs> out of Dol Guldur he's gonna be yeah. edited out it's gonna be like, for time uh, yeah, that's right they're gonna digitally replace him with uh, with Orlando Bloom he's that's gonna right. show up Hugo Weaving is gonna show up to the premiere and be ticked <laughs> I know really <laughs> you know that, that could actually become like a like a metaphor we use oh that is so Azog on the balcony <laughs> so Azog on the balcony yeah exactly exactly Okay, um, all right, but we're out of time. Riddle, yeah, Dave, quick. Riddle, I'm okay. picking D and Conundrum, yes. D and Conundrum, yes. Okay. All right, excellent. All right. 3.10. Where will Sauron be during the Battle of Five Armies? <clears throat> Fleeing or feigning to flee from Dol Guldur, headed to Barad-dûr? B, remotely, which may or may not include, like, a map of, uh, of Middle-earth with, like, a moving red line, you know, uh, tracking him as he goes down towards Barad-dûr. Um, B, remotely directing his... <laughs> remotely directing his armies. C, taking part in the battle in person. D, lurking ominously somewhere. E, none of the above. Well, I said A. I'm with Laura. <laughs> D. You're going D? D. Clearly lurking ominously somewhere. Ominously. And, and the reason I say this is that I think for purposes of dramatic tension, there's like he's going to flee from Dal Guldor, but there's, it's not going to be known where he is. So people are still, people including Gandalf, are likely to still be afraid he's going to show up. I don't think he's going to show up. But I think they're going to be looking over their shoulders. Um, and... Even the viewers are not going to be clear on where he's gone until we get the big ribbon-cutting ceremony at Barad-dûr at the end of the film. So even if <laughs> even if we don't actually see Sauron lurking, if they play his theme at any point, right? Exactly. We know that he's around somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, I mean, B and C. If you see requi- some flames coming out from behind a barrel, or something, <laughs> exactly. Or a, or a black inky cloud. Edge of an eye. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Some suspiciously uh, active-looking shadows lurking in some places. Um, no, but B, B and C requ- B and C require visual confirmation. Like we need to see him doing it on screen. Yeah. So you know, so that that's that's not like we assume he must be doing this. Like B and C would mean he is depicted doing those things. And B and D is the difference. Kim, there is that in B, he literally has command of his armies. He's in like telepathic communication. We see him, you know, we hear his voice, you know, directing Bolg or something. D, he's not doing that. He's just lurking, but not actively commanding his armies. Right. Right. Yes. If if there's a moment where Azog is like, "Yes, master, I shall do as you command," then that's B. <laughs> yes. Is um, <laughs> is the difference between A and D simply timing? I mean, what if, uh, is it just um, in the case during of During the Battle of Five Armies. The question yeah, the, is during the Battle of Five Armies, yeah, not later in the, in the movie. Yeah. In the case of A, in the case of A, okay, so, so we're talking during the battle, not during the film named after the battle, first of all. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, not during the film named after the battle. That's why, that's why it's called the Battle of Five Armies instead of the Battle of the Five Armies. The Five Armies. <laughs> Suppose they beat. <laughs> suppose they he leaves. Dol, he departs Dol Guldur at the end of the battle of Dol Guldur. Yeah. And then, and then, um, we don't know where he is. All we know is he's left Dol Guldur, and then the Battle of Five Armies happens. Is that A? That would be oh, easy, he I was think. he was in the course of fleeing, or is that D? Oh, he was lurking somewhere. What if he flees the battle the uh, battle flees the battle of Dol Guldur and then stops along the way and lurks? 
or if we have, or if we have no idea where he is at all during the Battle of Five Armies, recall, and he only shows up later, then it would be E. I seem to recall D. D was our catch-all answer for if we don't know where he is, and we're really and 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 there's on screen and there's dramatic tension exactly. over his whereabouts. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like it's not to say that the guy can't lurk a little bit on his way, right? I mean, you know, he doesn't have to just go straight to Maradour with no lurking whatsoever. I mean, it's a free country, but he. In the case of, in the case of A, there's no dramatic tension. Yes. Exactly. There's exactly. No, we're sure he won't show up because for, we know he's on his way to exactly. Do, for do instance, the characters on screen have to be aware of this fact, or just yes, like I would think so. Uh, one, one. Here's a here's here's a scenario that I could imagine for A. At the end of the battle, Goadriel says, with like Goadriel esque authority, um, he has you know ah you know uh, uh, Sauron has returned his ancient fastnesses in 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 Mordor. Um, then like and everybody you know we and they all believe her um that would remove the dramatic tension of anybody looking over their shoulders is he going to show up at the battle of five armies or is he going to be you know so basically is the battle of five armies taking place it would be a, a kind of a well at least it could look like a kind of a mop-up operation you know um, because the dragon's dead, Sauron's been taken care of. Now we've just got this big goblin army to to manage. Um, and once we do that, we're in the clear for now. Um, until well, later on. Wait a minute, though. I mean, the characters have to be aware. <laughs> yes, I know that was one of my questions. Because too. in the book, the character, the people are not aware that he is. Well, gone now keep in mind Bar-Dor. that Corey can be as definite as he wants to be, and the, the <laughs> listeners will make the ultimate decision here. So that's true. you know. Yes, but walk a fine line, judges. Don't reinterpret. You kind of defeat the whole purpose of this if you go around reinterpreting the riddles against our clearly expressed, like, here's what we <laughs> meant by this riddle. Everyone's picking their answers according to what we've just explained. If they go and say, now nah, we're going to reinterpret all the answers, you're going to piss off a lot of people, so don't do that. Right. Well, but I think we're going to do a democratic process, so, you know, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully everybody will see reason, by which I mean how I define the riddles. So <laughs> that's, that's well. He'll, he will be attempting to sway the listener. The exactly. Voting, so. Exactly. Okay. Tom well, Hillman right. says the author intends the quiz means. So there, there you are. Exactly. That's that's right. So wait, what? So so say he is uh, going down to Baradur, but the characters aren't aware of it. What answer would that be? If they're afraid that he's going to show up. And and say as much D. See, my thing is, if the characters don't know, I mean, nobody's going to say, "Oh, he's obviously he's fleeing for Baradur." I mean, the characters aren't going to know that. Will will know that. Go Adriel could totally say that. Well, they oh, could, could well, yeah. I could imagine them defeating him, and him being off, and him taking off, and people saying, "Where is he off to?" And Gladriel saying, you know, knowingly, like, absolutely to his ancient. To his, you know, to his ancient stronghold, of course. Oh, okay. We've been, we've been tricked or something. Yes, um, well, exactly. Then I'm gonna change my answer. A asterisk that A- he's fleeing to Dol Guldur, but they don't know. But they don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, conundrum. But conundrum. Be... Yeah, conundrum. We're over time. Uh, actually, actually, I, I guess. So what you're saying, Laura, is that no one on screen will be afraid that he might show up. 
No, I think that um, he's going to be fleeing to Dol Guldur, but they're not going to know that. But because I think the, they might the be afraid of, that he's going to show up. Because the crux of D, the way we've defined D, D is if characters on screen are like, "Oh my gosh, Sauron might show up. We don't know where he is." That's D. Yeah. 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 Even well, if. Even if he is okay. on his way to Dol Guldur, if they're worried he might show up, then it's D. So yep. I'm just saying, okay. if that's what you really think is going on, you might want to pick D. Okay. But I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, conundrum. Okay, conundrum, yes. Will the witch... Sorry, uh, the question. Will the witch king make an appearance at the Battle of Dol Guldur? Yes. 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 Uh, what did I say? Um... Yes. Unanimity. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Ourself a couple seconds. <laughs> okay. All right. Riddle eleven. How does the battle between the goblins and the three allied peoples, men, elves, and dwarves, begin? A. The allies are about to fight or are fighting when Gandalf stops them, warning that goblins have arrived. This, of course, is the book answer. B. The allies are about to fight or are fighting and are stopped by someone other than Gandalf. C. The allies are about to fight, but they see or hear the orc army arriving before they start. D. The allies start fighting and the orcs attack in the middle of their fight. That is, without anybody, Gandalf or otherwise, warning them and telling them to stop. E. There is never an imminent threat of battle between the three future allies. Well, I said A. Surprise! <laughs> um, I think I said D, and I'm sticking to it. Um, Come and on, Corey, you're supposed to change all of your answers. <laughs> well, I think that my, I think that my, um, uh, well, I was, I was Sharon is asking, is this related to if Legolas spots the orcs? Yes, that would be one possible. Uh, uh, B answer is Legolas pops up and says um, the orcs are coming. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, be a possibility. No, the reason why I believed D and still believe D is that I th- just like to increase the drama and the sense of tragedy. I think that they're like charging towards each other and then stopping suddenly. Um, a is likely to look dorky on film, and I know for a fact will remind me personally of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, so I think they're going to avoid that. Um, and I think that they're going to... Uh, I mean, get the, the, the Battle will be engaged, though probably not for very long before the orcs attack, because I, uh, what I expect to see is not come let us have a council very quickly uh, before yes. the goblins attack, which again is what happens in the book, and instead to see the leaders on the field, Bard and Legolas and uh, maybe Thranduil, if, assuming he doesn't get killed when he's ambushed in ruins for some reason, which I still can't understand, um, and uh, Thorin um, and Gandalf basically acting in the field. You know, this gives them an opportunity to 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 sort of turn and um, you know have like a very brief but probably dramatic you know battlefield conversation and like they shake hands and then they rally their people. So I I, I think the way the, the the flow of it I think is going to work much better if it's if it's D. So that's a well by by the way the question about Legolas spotting the orcs is not necessarily connected to this because um, it it could. It could happen before they even marched to Erebor. In other words, he may spot the orcs and go to uh, Thranduil's hall and warn his father, which is what prompts 
18th round will to March. So Legolas warning his father about the, it's, it's the specific question is Legolas warns his father. So it could happen prior to that. I'm just, it's not it's necessarily true. connected. I mean, we could have Thranduil knowing full well that there's an army of goblins coming and, uh, and him standing and I mean, maybe what he's saying to Thorin at the gate is, we just wanted to let you know uh, that there's an ar- <laughs> army of goblins coming, and we're here in arms because, like, we're about to be attacked by orcs. So you might want to help, maybe or not. Um, and and then and then Dan comes in and attacks them for no reason. Like this could happen and everything, but I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a surprise. This is why I never believed in the Legolas idea in the first place because I think it's going to be a surprise. What uh, what's the difference between C and A and B? Uh, okay, um, basically the difference between A and B and C and D as a group is uh-huh. the turning, like the pivotal intervention of a of an individual. A and B have in common that both of them contain the pivotal intervention of an individual: Gandalf in A, somebody else in B. In C and D. No individual person warns them. They either, um, you know, in C, they, they, you know, like the orc army is, is about to come. And, you know, I mean, if somebody on the edge of the army says, look, goblins, then, like, I don't think that counts. We're talking about, like, an interve- a Gandalfian intervention to stop the allies from fighting, as in the book. Um, that would have to be B, except it be not Gandalf, but somebody else. Um, so... You know, they're there, things are tense, but then the goblins, uh, you know, are spied marching towards them. You know, they see the goblins coming in the valley and say, oh dear. Uh, Alright, so so C is sort of, C is like a messenger, not an important... Uh, uh, a and B are, A is specifically book answer, B is somebody, in a, a character, named character who's involved in the story stops them before they start fighting... But not necessarily with, you know, oh, by the way, I just saw goblins over there. Right. C is more generally like just somebody shouts, goblins! And. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. All right. Well, I originally picked B, but I don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, it's obviously D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Clearly. sticking with A. Clearly. I'm sticking with A. Okay. I, I think that's a Laura. I, I admire your 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 book answer sticking. And I do. Well, I just think it'd be really work. cool to have Gandalf stand up and yell, "You fools! <laughs> exactly. I agree. And it's one of those things where, like, the reason I'm picking D is, you know, like Jackson has a comment about, "Oh yeah, we want to jump into the action." And they've been talking. They've been talking a lot about how this is going to be an action movie, and supposedly it's going to be the shortest one. So, like, in my imagination, I can't imagine this working well on screen and not seeming slow and interrupting the flow of the plot in any way other than what you've described, Corey, which is literally the dwarves and elves and men are running at each other, and then goblins come out of nowhere and start shooting them and attacking them. On the other hand, that might just be a failure of imagination. Right. It could be we'll go watch it. Laura will be right again. It'll be the book answer, and we'll be like, oh, wow, that worked really well. So, <laughs> I'm going with D. Yeah, yeah. 
Kim says, what if the allies just begin to fight when the orcs are spotted? Does that still qualify as D? I would say yes. Yep. So yep. the allies start fighting and the orcs attack. Absolutely. Yes, they receive yeah. no warning, uh, um, but the battle has already begun. They receive no warning, and the battle hasn't, you know, a, 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 no advance warning, and the battle hasn't begun is C. They receive no advance warning, and the battle has begun is D. Okay. Uh, will the five armies in the battle be clearly identifiable? Um, in uh, pre- this is a new conundrum, by the way, because we had, this is the one that had the repeat of the Roach. Will Roach like be present? One. So I took this one out. Yeah, and it's a tough one. I'm not sure. <laughs> clearly identify. Clearly is the in the sense of uh, of of each of them wearing numerical placards on their front, <laughs> like marathon contestants. Um, I think they will be clearly identifiable because it's called the Battle of the Five Armies, not the Battle of the. Well, we're not sure how many armies. The definite the article is 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 like a promise, <laughs> you know. The five armies. That's right. So, in other words, we're going to walk out of the theater being absolutely crystal clear what five armies fought in that battle. Nope. Yes. Uh, out of curiosity. <laughs> well, maybe not if you're six. <laughs> Is that in years or in mind? <laughs> um, out of curiosity, when we say will they be clearly identifiable, are we saying to us or to the uh, the characters on screen? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, a good good, are we saying someone's going to, I think to, to, someone's us. Going to count? Just like in the Rankin well, Bass film? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think to us, but I think it's it probably almost would that. require that. Yeah. I mean, I think to us, but I think it would almost require somebody like Gandalf or somebody saying, oh, there was here and this and this and this and this. I'm saying no. I think, like somebody will come on screen and say, oh, look, there's five armies here right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's required. I, I think, but I think, I think they will. As long as... But I think it's clearly identifiable to the audience. As long as Bilbo doesn't state it in that <laughs> intolerably like, smug... <laughs> tone of voice that he does in the Rankin Bass Like in the Baskin-Robbins version? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, the Baskin-Robbins version, yeah, exactly. Well, and then there's the question, are the wargs a separate army? That, I believe, is going to be the question. I believe that Uh, the general viewing public is still going to be confused as to whether the wolves or the eagles form the fifth army in the Battle of Five Armies. And that's why I'm saying no. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I pick no now. Okay. Riddle I'm saying yes. 12. I'm sticking with it. Sticking with it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Which Erebor dwarves will live and which will die in the Battle of Five Armies? Thorin, Fili, and Kiwi. Book answer. Thorin and Thorin, Fili, Kiwi die and one or more dwarves. So remember, this is this is the complicated one where A is the book answer. <laughs> are, we start with three dwarves, right? So the question is like, are you going to raise me a dwarf or are you going to go down, right? Okay, so B is... The book answer plus more, so we're gonna get we're gonna get excess dwarfs, yeah. dwarf carnage uh, right. in the battle. So four or more dwarves, including Thorin, Fili, and Kiwi. And these are the Erebor dwarfs, so we're not gonna talking about dying or any of his. Yeah, people. yeah, whatever. Yeah, clearly, they're gonna die. But uh, but 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 anyway, <laughs> not, not so. Yeah, okay. So of the of the of the of the Erebor party, C is fewer. So so uh, the, uh, Peter Jackson is gonna kill off fewer main dwarves than were killed off. Uh, in the, you know, so, so again, and C is rigidly fewer, like there have to be two or fewer, one, only one or two dwarf deaths. So Thorin dies, um, and either Fili or Kiwi, but not both. 
D, Thorin lives another dwarf. Like it, basically, if Thorin lives, the answer is D. Like that's that's like the answer to itself. Like the, it's and then E would be none of the above. And the primary none of the above would be like Thorin dies. Fili and Kili both live, but for some bizarre reason, like uh, you know, Owen and Ori both kick it. Like that. That's <laughs> that's that would be an E example. So some other bizarre permutation of dwarf uh, fatalities would be would be would be E. So, A is book answer. B is Rankin Bass answer. Yep. Right. Yep. C is Corey answer. <laughs> D, is, D is online. Thorn should live petition answer. That's right. right. That's, that's right. Yeah. D is the D is the petitionary answer. And E is we don't want to enumerate all the possible combinations. Answer. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so if, the E is if we haven't covered it, it's E. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes, and of course, as Dave has already mentioned, this one I do remember perfectly clearly what my answer was, and it was C, that I think that Feely is going to live, Thorin and Kiwi are going to die, and that is it. Yes, and I agree with Corey. I'm going with C as well. And I was was pointing out, and would point out briefly again, Peter Jackson's penchant for not killing off his main characters. Right. Um, right. There is no track record in Peter Jackson's uh, Tolkien films uh, for him killing off extra people. Right. I will be very surprised if B turns out to be the answer. I won't no, be shocked if A turns out to be the answer. He's required to. Yeah. I won't yeah. be shocked if A turns out to be the answer. I mean, that 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 may mm-hmm. certainly well happen. Um, but I will be shocked if B turns out to be the answer. Or D. <laughs> or D. Yes, that would be very shocking. So let's see. So Kate, if you think Thorin lives and everyone else dies, if you think that Thorin, Kiwi, and right, uh, Kate, if you think that Thorin, Kiwi, and Bifer all die, that would be E, because it's some other. That's that's that would count as a different combination. Yeah, because D Thorin lives, Kate. So Thorin yeah, lives. Yeah. Thorin lives so is the defining point about D. Like D. nothing else matters. Like all of the other, you know, it, 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 like twelve could all die, and Thorin lives, and the answer would still be D, <laughs> because the D is just like if Thorin survives, the answer is D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it trumps any other uh, comparatively trivial question of what other dwarves live or die. Right. E, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That would be an A. And but, so let's see. And so we've I, got. I, I, I would agree, by the way, that Bifer is a good candidate for an additional death. Yeah. Um, he certainly is not a character who, <laughs> who has a long future. Um, yes. You know, and Bofer, you know, Bofer would be a great candidate uh, for the same reason. He's like a non-entity as far as the books are concerned, um, but yet he's been made a, a, a you know a, a very significant character in the film, and his death would be a you know a really emotional moment. But I think your, your thing Bilba. about Jackson not killing off, uh, you know, unnecessarily. I think yeah, is, exactly. That's is, that's is why I'm inclined against that. So, Dave, what did you say yours was for three twelve? Uh, C. Did you? C. Yep. Okay. I I'm convinced. Uh, I'm convinced Feely is going to live. Yes. And the yeah. conundrum: Will Toriel die with Kiwi? Yep. It's a must. Said, yeah. She must. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's not even a matter. Of, uh, for me, it's not even a matter of like cynically thinking like, oh, I think they'll change things. No, I actually think that is the best story. Yeah. With uh, in the film. Yep. Yeah. I think it'll be really dumb if Diane if Dan, uh, 
uh, ends up being uh, king under the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm sticking with A. I'm sticking with A. Okay. You, oh, as you should. I, I, as you should. Love. A, I think, is is really, like I said, that's my, that's my... Uh, that's the it, second. More, in more my heart of hearts, I think A more probable, but I think C more awesome, yeah. so I'm going with C. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, riddle 13. Where will the deathbed conversation between Bilbo and Thorin occur? Uh, a, in a tent in Dale. B, on the battlefield. C, in the mountains. D, it doesn't take place. E, none of the above. So if Thorin lives... If the petition people have their way, then the answer would be D. Now, I want to say Adam Parsons brought up a really good point here that I think is really a wonderful thing. He thinks in the mountain. He thinks because it would be a, a, a really good contrast to the unexpected party where it, they're, it, they're surrounded by you know friends and good food and whatnot and talking about going after gold – and then in Bilbo's house, and then they're in Thorin's house, surrounded by gold, and Thorin's talking about friends and good food. Yes, I agree. I totally agree with that sentiment. I think it's going to be, they're going to use that contrast. I'm going to see also, so I'm, and I'm what? glad. I'm what in agreement. To the book? Agreement with Laura. Uh, well, the book, the the book. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see. <laughs> well, see, it'll be it'll be better on screen. Exactly. That's for sure. um, yeah. the, the the setting in the book is it's not a visual setting. You know, like right. the, the where that yeah. scene happens doesn't really matter much in the book. I mean, uh, whereas how it looks on screen is going to matter. You know, I th- it's going to have a bigger impact. So. I love yeah. the symbolism of his being in the mountain. I mean, you, he, he could accomplish much by having um, Thorin, you know, carried into the mountain posthumously. You know, to a, a dwarvish funeral procession into the mountain, um, you know, with Thorin dead on a bier would be also moving and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah. Sharon asks, if it's not in a tent but still in Dale, is that still a... Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Or if it's... Un- un- unless, Sharon, it's like explicitly in the battlefield. I mean, it looks like some of the battle is going to be taking place in Dale. If he... If, 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 if the exchange between them takes place with, like, corpses lying around them, then that's, then that's B. That's B, yeah. <clears throat> it would have to be... I mean, the, the sort of the spirit of A is, you know, in a place of safety after the battle, like near the battlefield, but not in the mountain. Sharon knows. It, she says, so is Aegis not going to go look for Thorne in the mountain? He might, but that doesn't mean... if he Thorne can be carried into the mountain yeah. while still alive and die in the mountain. So it's not that he's going to die where he is, you know, mortally wounded. Yeah, I think he's going to get mortally wounded, but he's going to have, like, a proper Shakespearean amount of time to, like, have yes. speeches and even be moved yes. around and stuff right. before he finally gets right. it. Right. Yep. yep. Okay, cool. Dave, did you say... <sighs> you know, Dave's the one that's making us go over time today. I just want to point that out. It's uh, it's a persuasive. You're making a persuasive point. I originally said book answer, but yeah, in the mountain kind of makes a little more sense. I was thinking, you know, 
it takes like they have to tr- move him up there. But I but I'm sure we're gonna get a shot of him being laid to rest in the mountain. Yes, right. so we have to move him to the mountain at some point anyway. Right. All right. See in the mountain. Now, on the battlefield I, would be my answer, second Dave. choice. I mean, I right. think the way that I had first pictured this was on the battlefield. Like that had been kind of my assumption all kind along. Of Theoden kind of seen exactly, right? exactly, just like Theoden. But then, you know, the more I thought about it, and you know, I became convinced that certainly, while in the mountain is certainly less probable in that it requires more in terms of logistics. You know, like quick while he's dying, but before he de- he is dead, let us move him into the mountain and then give him an opportunity to have a, a conversation with Bilbo. <laughs> like, granted, that requires more coordination on their part, um, but it is obviously more awesome. So, but it could also be one of his last orders as king: let me die in the mountain. Right. Exactly. That's that's just what I'm thinking. That he's you know he wants to die in the house of his fathers and yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm getting choked up, as you say. I know. Isn't it great? Will the Arkenstone be buried with Thorin? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, let's get yes. rid of this thing. It's too much trouble. <laughs> yes. Especially after it starts doing its supernatural thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Though I believe that its supernatural power will remain in effect, whatever that power is, which I still don't know, and I'm glad I don't have to go on record as guessing, by the way, exactly <laughs> what the mystical power of the Arkenstone will be. <laughs> Dave didn't do the conundrum. What's yes. a conundrum, Dave? Yes? Okay. I think it'll be buried with him. Okay. 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 Just, ah, we're I doing good. Up with the justification for not burying it with him. Yeah. Well, the justification would be if it does something really useful that they <laughs> still I know. need. I, but I've gone on record saying I have no supernatural. Powers. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then you, you have go. no excuse. No. That's um, okay. Okay, okay. Um, uh, riddle 14. What is the attitude about the future in the Erebor region after the battle? I also, for the record, yeah. I, I do want to say that a nice story point would be if all of this was about getting the Arkenstone, the right to rule and all that, and the lesson learned from the battle is, you know what, screw that crap, let's get along, nobody rules anybody, we'll be friends, we'll just bury this thing with Thorin, and we'll move to the post-Arkenstone world right. of race, interracial relationships. Right, and I think that that's what um, Sharon Hoff is just suggesting, saying Feely will make a wise decision. Yeah, if Feely lives, you could see him being like, and now let us put to rest like this curse upon our household. Um, you know, let us set aside the. I, I will set aside the greed of my father. Boy, you know, Feely really, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And could anyway. you see Dan doing this? No, I'm sorry, no. I don't see Dan doing that. He Just hasn't not. even read the books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. However, we've already used a minute and a half of our next one. Okay, what is the attitude about the future in the Erebor region after the battle? A. They think that peace is here to stay. B. Everyone believes it is the beginning of times of war and they need to prepare. C. They recognize the possibility of war, but they're not making active preparations. D. There's a strong division of opinion. E. None of the above. I went with C. I think they're still a euphoric. So they're, you know, they, oh, yeah, that'll be someday. I mean, it's coming, but we're not going to worry about it today. It's either C or D in my mind. I said B on this one. I, just because, um, you know, and I didn't say the book answer because he hadn't written The Lord of the Rings when he right, did right. the book, you know. So um, I, I think to, to tie it into uh, the next set of movies, The Lord of the Rings movies, that they're going to be talking about war and preparations for war. 
they're not gonna, they're not gonna be feeling like everything's over. I think I'm gonna change to D because I think there's gonna be a division of opinion. I mean, I think Laura's right. I think some people are, but I don't think everybody is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Gerald asks: Is rebuilding the ruined fortifications of Erebor and Dale active preparations, or just rebuilding? It depends on the on the on the context. context. Yeah, I mean. I would expect them to address this because Gandalf is there. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's going to come up. You know, I, I, I expect what does not happen in the book, uh, that is any connection between what Gandalf was doing. Remember, it's not even revealed what Gandalf had been up to while he was gone until in Rivendell on the way home. So, right. you know, it's not really an issue um, uh, at Erebor. I think it's clearly going to be an issue at Erebor. Um, and... Uh, he's going to break the news to them that like, you know, Sauron, the enemy has returned and, uh, and, and yeah. So I, I, I think, I think B, I think they're all going to, you know, set themselves to, uh, uh, to preparing for war. I seem to remember, I have a vague memory of having like a very specific scenario worked out in favor of B, but, uh, I, I can't remember what it was. See, I mean, I could argue <laughs> against, against B because again, we don't necessarily know that they, I mean, they could seriously be duped and think that Sauron's been defeated at Dol Guldur. That's still a possibility. Right. In which case? You know, in which case, then they wouldn't think there was... It could be the book answer. And also Gandalf is, you know, in, in Fellowship of the Ring, he doesn't seem to really be clued into the fact that there's war going on. I mean, he seems to be kind of his normal firework self, you know, so I don't know. It's That's a toughie. Yeah. Yeah, um, Noam asks, "What if the White Council is worried and everyone else isn't?" That's a that's, that's an a excellent D. possibility. Um, that would be a D, I think. Well, would, it's an obvious division. No, because it's in no. the Erebor region, I think. Though, like, oh, a, oh, oh. yeah, division would have to be like between Thranduil yeah. and Bard and Fior Bard. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, you're right, because the White Council could be saying, uh, yeah. oh, there's a problem, and the people in Airborne could be saying, no, 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 we're done, the dragon's right. dead, yay. Yeah, I mean, if we just leave everybody in, in you know, in the Erebor region, like, you know, cheering and throwing small children right. up in the air, then and then we go back to Rivendell and have a grim, you know, meeting of the White Council... Right. That would be either A or C, depending on you know how they. Sharon express points themselves. out that we covered that in the in the episode, and we said it would probably be if it would be A if the people in Erebor are just strictly yeah. in denial and yeah. you know they think peace is here to stay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, darn it. Uh, we're, we're still okay. We've got fifteen minutes. Man, this is a tough one. I originally put A. Oh, you did? You did the book answer? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I remember Corey making an eloquent argument about how if this story, like, if this story, and this kind of cuts to, we've brought this up several times on Riddles in the Dark over the last month, um, that, that the, the movie has, the trilogy has an identity crisis uh, of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a Lord of the Rings prequel or is it a, a Hobbit story, a self-contained Hobbit story? And it's kind of both, but, but right. they have to make decisions along the way. And that this is one of those decisions. The more satisfying Hobbit story is the one leaning more towards a resolution, like, yay, right. look, things are in good shape. Um, the more, perhaps more satisfying Lord of the Rings prequel is the one that anticipates the next film. 
maybe C is the compromise answer for that. Well, and, and let me make an argument for D even under that heading, which is I can't see Bard being convinced pieces here to stay in any situation. So, but I could see the dwarves thinking maybe, or even other people in Dale thinking that we're okay. So I think Bard is going to be a holdout no matter what. The big question is, is everybody going to be in agreement with him or not? And I'm, I'm going to stick my head in the out and go with D. Or the master could run for office on the peace ticket <laughs> in the next go. election cycle. Or Alfred <laughs> could run for office. Right. And Bard well, he's would be in be dead. violent opposition. Right. Yes. Exactly. Just accused of being a warmonger by Alfred in the... In right, the, right, right. Exactly. Yep. All right. Um, I'm so going to go with. I'm going with A. I'm sticking with it. Okay. All right. All right. Good for you, Dave. Thanks. All right. Stick with that book answer. All right, conundrum. Are we going to see Bilbo and Rivendell? I say yes because I think we're going to have a setup for uh, Elrond repeating his invitation to come stay, which will lead us to Fellowship of the Ring. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll see Elrond. Yep. No, not enough time. <laughs> you want you're you're holding out for the auction. Yep, I, th- I think I think uh, I think we got to get back to the. Um, I think we got to get back to the Shire. Quickly. Well, it's true that we don't want to take any time away from the auction, but yes. I think they can they can do that. I mean, I I can't Peter see Jackson them. Keep saying shortest movie out of all six. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, trust we haven't seen it. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. We'll see. I hope it's not. I mean, I really dislike that. But. The thing is, we are talking about the theatrical release on all of these. I mean, some of these scenes could actually definitely show up in the extended edition, but yeah. we're not, that's not... No, theatrical release, we'll get Rivendell. No questions. Okay. Riddle 15. The final riddle. What will Bilbo's relationship with the ring look like at the end of movie three? Not including the frame. He keeps it with him and regards it as a useful trinket. He keeps it with him, but is distrustful of it. He stores it away and doesn't use it. He considers it a souvenir and keeps it on his mantle. That's the rank and pass version, uh, uh, answer. And none of the above. I'm going to step out I here. Said, I'm going to actually go with... Which is the book yeah, answer? Right. And I'm going with A also. And the reason is, and we talked about this in the episode, I think in spite of the fact that we've seen him be fearful of the ring and wonder what the heck's going on with the ring and stuff, I think by the end of the movie, the ring will have worked its magic on him. And he'll be doing something like, I don't know why I ever was afraid of this ring. I think it's a great ring. And I think he's going to be keeping it and regard it as a useful trinket at the end. Yeah. A is definitely the book answer. Um, I mean, that is, uh, it's sort of, well, very loosely paraphrasing the comments that Gandalf makes to Frodo about Bilbo's attitude towards the ring in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Dave? Corey hasn't clicked yet. Are you going to click, Corey? Oh, you haven't clicked? He hasn't clicked. I'm thinking. This being the most recent riddle, which we only did two weeks ago, I can't remember what I said two weeks ago. <laughs> so I don't think you said A. I don't think you said B. A. Somebody can look. Oh, yeah. Dave's B. He keeps it no, with him. Corey said stressful. B. Oh, B. I said no, B. He said B. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, I'm trying Bilbo to enters into a multiple personality love-hate relationship with the ring. <laughs> This is another trilogy identity question. Yes, it is. It is. Sharon asks if he's creepy about the ring instead of just useful. Is that E? Do you mean like in a golem kind of way? Like it's his, 
it's my precious and yeah okay so if he's kind of like icky gollumy behavior yeah that would be e that would be e that would be e so it's not that he's saying it's useful it's just that it's his ring like keeping it with me because it's mine yeah, you know, come to think of it, we probably should have made that one of the main answers. Like, he keeps it creepily and, like, yeah. you know, pets it and strokes it regularly. It you know? Right, pulls it out and looks at it, yeah. I'm, yeah. I put A before, uh, and I'm going to stick with that. Okay. I'm, 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 on both these answers, I am, I am choosing to believe that they are going to, that they are going to make the decision to emphasize the resolution of the hobbit story not just you know not just things up for the next film. Yeah. Right. i disagree in this regard i think that i mean I, I, you know dave thinking along the same lines i think that they are going to focus on resolution but the resolution is all going to be around the erebor story i think that mm-hmm. the ring and bilbo provide them their opportunity to basically have their cake and eat it too where it is it is a happily ever after, except for the people who died story for the dwarves and Erebor, um, but it, um, uh, but it doesn't, it, it then it enables them to also at the same time have it be a clear prequel and lead into the Lord of the Rings by having Bilbo still being kind of twitchy about his ring. I would expect him to be, I mean, the fact that he's going to keep it and everything, I expect him to be, um, um, kind of divided about it. I mean, I would I would not be surprised to, you know, hear him claim it and maybe even use the word precious and uh to but but I think he's going to be demonstrably uneasy about it. So that's why I say B. Okay. Will we see the auction at Bag End in the theater version? Clearly. Uh I said I said no, and Trish was very upset with me when I said that. <laughs> so. If you think that was very upset, you have not. Or seen no, no, and, or, and and Cor- and Corey Corey was upset too. I yeah, think. that's, right. I that's ridiculous. No. Yeah, no way. <laughs> it's a ridiculous suggestion that they would cut the auction. I mean, of all of the crucial scenes to include well, in the film. Well, it is the shortest film, and... You uh, could do the I auction in less than time. 30 seconds. I could give you a 15-second auction. <laughs> we'll just have a subliminal flash of the auction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and It'll actually, just Sharon, asked, Sharon asked the question, how will they cut from the auction back to the frame? But that actually could be how they cut from the auction back to the frame. Because remember how he talked about Lobelia stealing the silver in the beginning? I mean, exactly. That could be... You know where they sh- where they shift back to the frame. Yeah, you know, exactly. Never get the silver back. Exactly. That's just the line I was going to say. Like you know, ah. so you, you just have you have Gandalf and Bilbo coming over the rise, and then you just give like five seconds of shots of like everyone standing in shock, looking at Bilbo and Lobelia putting the spoons behind her back, and uh, and and Bilbo sort of scowling at her, and then you cut to 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 Ian Holm saying to Frodo, and I never did get those spoons back. Right. Well, right. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. I bet you haven't talked Laura into it. I bet Laura's still a no, though. Oh, I'm still a no. She's, yeah. you know, you are steady on your convictions. I like I that am. about you. I, I am, like and I, I and I looked up all my answers, and I wrote the same thing down. So, <laughs> I'm not switching. You're consistent. That's good. Well, like they say, never change your answer. Stick there, with you it. Go. there you go. Okay, so the bonus section... Uh, is now I have a question oh, yeah. here, and I can 
this now. I have said one point for each right answer. Noam, Noam makes the very valid point that everybody could just click every single one and, and be assured of getting some points because there's no penalty for wrong answers. Oh, no. That, should, I de- should we deduct a point for people correct answer. somebody's going to die? Yeah, a correct answer would count like correctly identifying who lives. So, yeah. Okay. So one point for each right answer. So if, if somebody's checked and they die, that's a point. And somebody's not checked and they live, that's a point. Correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, now, you know, we'll have to think about how we scale this. With these worth one point apiece and, the, like, basically this could be worth more than all the conundra put together, you know, so that... I'm that, thinking we're doing half a point here because we have two points for the riddle answer, one point for the conundrum. Or maybe even a right, quarter, right, right. but... Uh, yeah, so um, f- some fraction of a point. Some fraction be, of a point. Be but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, so I, 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 we're running out of time, so I will do this quickly. Let's see. Dwalin clearly lives. Fiwi, we know he lives. Uh, Kiwi dies. Ori <laughs> lives. Dory lives. Nori lives. Bifur lives, though still with an axe in his head. Maybe he gets another weapon implanted in his person somewhere. I don't know, but I suspect he still survives it. Uh, Bofer lives. Bomber lives. He's too fat to die. Owen lives. Glowin lives. Bjorn lives. Radagast, no way. Bard lives. Ooh, Bard's daughters. I know. Dave. See, Dave's the one with the daughters. Dave's the one that wants to kill off the daughters. Bard's daughters. No, 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 no. They're not going to die. Come on. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to kill off Bard's daughters, but I don't think it's going to happen. They're too sweet. Toriel dies. It it seems a little brutal for Peter Jackson. It does for Peter Jackson. Yeah. 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 How about the master? Well, Dian is another one. Do you think? Dian dies. Think, yeah, you, you're gonna. Yeah. Okay. Master Ooh, Blake Town. Yeah. What about Master Blake Town? Well, master Blake Town dies. Alfred dies. Azog and Bolg both die. Azog and Bolg to me are the gimmies of this list. You know, so it kind of ensures everybody's yeah, they're too both, correct. Yeah. They're now, both people, bad. several people have asked me about Thorin not being on the list. I refuse to put Thorin on the list. I'm no. sorry. And yeah. Balin. Yeah. Either of those are going on the list because that's just not. It's just they're not. If you think that Thorin is going to live, yeah. then guess D on that riddle up there, and you'll get two whole points. <laughs> that's um, right. So, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's totally. Immature. I mean, otherwise we might as well put Bilbo on there. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, we'd have to put everybody. Right, yeah. Bilbo, Gandalf, Galadriel, you know. The, yeah, yeah. Lobelia. Lobelia. <laughs> <laughs> grubs, Grubs, and Burrows separately. Well, she dies uh, in the Lord. She dies in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Right. Sauron. Okay. Yes, we had Sauron. Sauron, yeah, Elrond. Okay, now are you going to hit enter? So, and when okay. I receive this, right. I will make it your official entry. Enter. All right, there we go. That oh, well, it doesn't say enter to beat anymore. I, oh, I doesn't say enter I, to I beat. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's because originally uh, Trish had cockily put in enter to beat Corey, uh, but, but there's, uh, enough, there's not enough space. Yeah, there aren't enough characters on the button, so yeah, we need to change that. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Does Smaug live? Oh, yeah, it's okay. We didn't include that one either, Noam. It's true. See, that's another one. I'm not going to... Yeah, we're just going to taking that mm-hmm. one for granted, too. Okay, good. All right. Wow. We did it. We did we it. We did it. Yep. And, and I do have to go. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for so. joining us, Laura. It was really a treat to have you with us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yes. I did get a couple. When Dave was thinking, I got a couple. <laughs> Excellent. And the whole episode, by the way, is under two hours long. So there we are. 
That is really a miracle. That is discipline, I'll say. That is amazing. It is. Okay. Well, God, this has been fun. Now we're about to shift into phase three. As I told Corey, we we already have plenty of stuff to use. So there will not be – our intention, I believe, is to still go with a two-week Yeah, we're going to keep doing every two weeks. So we plan to have our next episode two weeks from now um, where we have – we've got um, – we've got stills – uh, to, oh, to, to, to discuss yeah. and and uh, and and there may be yet more things to. It's re- more a matter of just picking what we're going to talk about as opposed to yeah. even trying to deal with everything that's out there. So yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be dicing and slicing, and you know we'll we'll come up with uh, specific uh, uh, themes for each one. Right, right. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you, everybody. So I will say thanks for listening and Godspeed.